Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Plans and preparations for the 2023 season are underway for your Minnesota Twins. This is the show that catches up with players, staff, and the entire organization. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created. And legends are made. Well, happy 2023. Chris Atterbury with you from our network headquarters here at Target Field. It is a snowbound day here in Minneapolis and the Twin Cities. Snow piling up. The plows doing their job. The tow truck drivers working overtime as well. And this is our first Inside Twins edition of the new year. We hope everybody had a safe and happy holiday season. Thrilled to be back at it and on the downhill slope towards the 2023 Twins baseball season. Welcome to Inside Twins, again brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. Now, when last we spoke, we had Joey Gallo in studio, and today we're very excited to welcome to Twins territory another new member of the Minnesota Twins. Kyle Farmer joins us, and for all of you who are joining us live all across the various social media platforms, uh, you can see that uh, Kyle sporting his uh, alma mater there, the Georgia cap, uh, as uh, he prepares to fly back home to Georgia, and then we'll be here in the Twin Cities later this month. Let's start there. Uh, Did your Bulldogs scare you a little bit there in that national semi? Yeah, I mean, I got to give credit to Ohio State. They did, they did a, that quarterback they have is uh, is really good. He did a great job. Uh, but I was watching it on TV, and it was kind of nerve wracking. But you know, I'll, I'll never root against a kicker. I feel bad for that kicker, but if that's the way Georgia had to win, that's the way it had to be. Well, you and Byron Buxton, two big Georgia Bulldog fans, you can mm-hmm. uh, you can share your rooting interest in the in the Twins clubhouse. Uh, we just want a chance, kind of, to get to know you as a player and as as a person here, Kyle. And I know one thing that's going to endear you immediately to Twins fans is that you are currently coming back from a little holiday trip where you dabbled in some ice fishing. Yeah, uh, first time doing it. It was a lot of fun. I didn't know the process and all the work that goes into it, but. Um... You know, for someone who likes to come out to the snow and you can't ski, you have to find stuff to do. So I found uh, ice fishing and caught a few trout and had a good time, froze my butt off. But, um, you know, I'm getting used to uh, getting prepared for the Minnesota weather. Yeah, well, we hope we we don't have it as cold as it is today on opening day. But any Twins fans who want to add some uh, ice fishing tips for Kyle, he is he is <laughs> eager and ready to go. 
when you were acquired by the twins, what was that process like when you heard from the twins? Were you surprised that you were traded at the destination? And what was the messaging from Minnesota as far as, as your role and why they were so eager to get you? Yeah, I knew, I knew towards the end of the season with the Reds that I was probably going to get traded. Uh, just knowing what they're doing, uh, having a rebuilding team and bringing up a lot of younger guys and stuff like that. So I knew I was going to get traded. Not to, I did not know what team I was getting traded to, but um, narrowed it down to like three or four teams that were interested in me. And um, I was actually on my, oh gosh, four-year anniversary dinner. And um when I got the call that I was being traded to the twins and my phone didn't stop ringing. And so I, uh, my wife was kind of upset about it. She wasn't upset, but you know, baseball never leaves you. And, um, but you know, I'm excited to join the twins and they, you know, they told me that I was, you know, going to play infield, play around the infield, around the diamond. And, um, you know, uh, I'm really excited to get in that clubhouse. I'm really good friends with Sonny Gray, Tyler Malley, and um, played against a lot of the guys on the team. And so I'm, you know, just looking forward to making that team better. Any position they need me to be in, I'm uh, comfortable anywhere on the diamond. Yeah, and you mentioned infield. You came up as a catcher, in fact, in the mm-hmm. Dodgers organization for a while. Hopefully they don't need you to put the, the gear on. But defensively, yeah. as the folks uh, joining us online can see, defensively, you can do a lot of things. Uh, you can play shortstop. You can play third. Obviously, I think most people love playing shortstop, but there's also a lot of uh, fun to be had at third base. Do you have a preference, and what do you feel your strengths are defensively? Um, You know, growing up, I was a shortstop my whole entire life. And uh, went to Georgia, played shortstop there for four years and um, got to pro ball. They drafted me as a catcher, had the shin guards on backwards my first game. Uh, <laughs> that's another story that's really funny. I, and my, my manager was Damon Berryhill, who was a longtime catcher. And I was like, man, why didn't you tell me? He said, I just want to see if you could figure it out. And I was like, well, I didn't. So thanks. And uh, I woke up the next morning. Um, I never caught before, not, not even a bullpen. And they just threw me in the uh, first game in Ogden, Utah, in rookie ball. And uh, it, there was more pass balls than I think I've ever seen. And um, thankfully, they let the Dodgers allow me to play infield. But um, I'm most comfortable at short. But that's my, you know, that's my home away from home. I actually uh, love it the most out of the infield. But I, I can play third and second. I love third as well. Um, a lot more action, a lot of action at third. And um, you know, as I'm getting older, third base has become more more known to me and I'm excited about it and I can play second and first. So um, when Joey Votto had a day off, I would play first some and uh, it was uh, anywhere is fine for me. And versatility, critical uh, for, for, for rosters at 26, the ability to play a lot of positions. You've also really uh, evened out with some really solid back-to-back seasons offensively. Uh, now this is a day and age where everyone's either going to strike out a hundred million times or hit a hundred home runs and, and there's kind of a lost art to just the guy who keeps the line moving. Uh, sure. You're going to hit some home runs. You're going to hit some doubles. You're going to mm-hmm. keep the line moving. How do you describe yourself or see yourself as an offensive player? Um, you know, I honestly think that hitting hitting with runners in scoring position, I think, is your most important thing, as well as getting on base. Um, I think, you know, if guys are getting on base and you're hitting with runners in scoring position, I think that's the biggest part about baseball. So my my, I feel like my job is if the runner's in scoring position, I want to get them in. So I, I want to get as many RBIs as I can and as many runs scored as possible. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not a guy who's going to hit 35, 40 home runs. I would love to do that, but I, you know, hitting is something where you have to know who you are as a hitter, what type of hitter you are. And you have to hone in on that and really focus on what makes you great as a hitter. And I think, you know, hitting in clutch situations, 
moving runners, sacrifice flies, you know, let, getting on base, letting Joey Gallo hit me, hit a home run and get me in. You know, I think that's one of the biggest things for me. And I've learned that throughout the, my whole career is that, you know, don't try and be someone you're not. And um, I've, it's taken me a long time to figure that out. And I've kind of finally realized it. I think that's why, you know, the past two years have been uh, fairly successful for me. Yeah, really solid, very consistent offensive years for Kyle Farmer the last couple of years in a Reds uniform. He'll do it in a Twins uniform. This year, he's our guest on Inside Twins. As you mentioned, it won't be a, a strange clubhouse because it's been Cincinnati West here for the uh, the last couple of years. Uh, let's start with your relationship, a guy you mentioned, Sonny Gray. Gosh, I go back with Sonny since college playing against him at Vanderbilt. Um you know, I, I didn't know him in college, but then when I, when I came over to the Twins, I mean, to the Reds in 2019, I got to uh, meet Sonny, and we hit it off from the, from the get-go. I mean, we're two guys from the South who love to go fishing, love to go hunting, and uh, that we kind of we started off from there. And um, throughout the course of two years, we became best friends. We took uh, vacations together as a family. Uh, they have a great family. Jessica and his, and his boys are awesome. And my wife, Courtney, really, really enjoys their family. And uh, so I think that's the biggest part. You know, we, we actually became more than friends, became family. And uh, I'm really excited to see him again and play behind him. I mean, he's one of the best pitchers I've ever seen. I love playing against him because you're going to get ground balls and he competes out there every day. He's going to give you everything he's got. And he just he's a different guy on the mound than he is uh, in, the, in the locker room or in the dugout. You know, he's so focused in the game. It's like a light switch. And uh, I love playing behind him because you you want to you want to make that diving catch for him. You want to you want to make the best plays for him. You want to get those runs for him. So I, it's it's a lot. It's really easy to play with Sonny. He's a great teammate and a great person. How long did it take him to get a hold of you when the the trade came through? I texted him. He was the first person I texted. I said, "Is it cold in Minnesota?" And <laughs> sure enough, he called he called me at dinner and we talked for like thirty minutes. And then I was like, "Listen, I got to go. I got to eat dinner." And so he called me back later that night. We talked for an hour, and uh, he really loves it there. And uh, it got me really excited to come there. Now, we didn't get to see much of Tyler Malley last year because he was nicked up with the injury after arriving. But he's another guy you have a ton of familiarity with. Mm-hmm. So Tyler was uh, my first person I sat on the plane with in the Reds. We sat with each other for two years uh, on the plane and got to know got to know him. And that's uh, my wife loves his wife as well, and um, he's. You know, he can spot up just about as good as anybody, like you're seeing on, on the video right now. He can pop the fastball up and in on a, on a lefty, then the slider down and in. I mean, he's just – he's a good pitcher. He competes, and he's so uh, – you know, the word I'm trying to say is, like, his temperament on the mound is so even. You know, he's just so calm up there, and uh, nothing nothing faces him. And, um, once again, another guy – great, another great guy to play behind in the infield and the outfield. Um, he's a great person. Well, you're going to have a very nice welcome wagon here and already a comfort level. You mentioned your wife and uh, uh, the belated happy anniversary, but also uh, your young son, right? Just over yeah. a year. What was first Christmas like with, uh, with McCoy running around in the wrapping paper? Oh, gosh, McCoy, we got him a uh, – so now they have, like, these big Jeeps. I, I bought him a big Jeep that you can remote control and yourself, and then when he gets older, he can drive it. But he wouldn't leave it the first morning. He got he, – uh, we got to spend it with my family in Atlanta – and uh, he walked down and saw it. He hopped right in. He loves cars. He loves dogs. He loves animals. Uh, he's got all of his animal noises noises down at, golly, he's 15, going on 16 months. So 
he got the smarts from my wife, I think. Uh, that's in, that's uh, her genetics. Oh. So uh, he definitely didn't get that from me. But uh, he loves throwing the baseball into the Christmas tree as well. It's really <laughs> funny. I got a bunch of videos of that. It's really funny. That's one way to warm up, I guess. That's one way to get loose, and I'm sure he will be fast friends with T.C. Bear. We're going to take a break all across our network of fine affiliates across Twins territory. Come back with a little more Inside Twins. If you have questions or comments for Kyle Farmer here on Inside Twins, you can hit us up all over the Twins social media platforms. We'll be back in a moment right here on your home for Twins Baseball. We are live with Inside Twins, the first edition of 2023, and it's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created, legends are made. Excited to have Kyle Farmer with us, new twin acquired from Cincinnati, and a guy uh, with a rich athletic past. Now, Kyle, you went to Marist High School, uh, same school David Hasselhoff attended, by the way, though he did not graduate. Great athletic tradition there. You were a star quarterback, you were a star baseball player. You were also in the marching band, and we found this <laughs> particular clip. You know, it also helped me get away from sports. I know, I know that um, athletes <laughs> think that sports run this world, and and that you know we can't get away from sports. But band really helped me get away from it and brought a different aspect to my life. You know, it brought me an appreciation for music, for the people who teach music, for the players who play music, and um, you know, I just enjoyed it such a comfortable environment walking into the band room and, and it's very welcoming and um i really enjoyed it and uh wish to this day i could still be a part of the band but um <laughs> you know it, it's something that i i will cherish the rest of my life that i joined the band at marist how about that Hello. we do our research yeah. kyle we do our research that was a testimonial about the war eagle band i gotta know what instrument <laughs> you play let me go ahead and clarify some things <laughs> I wasn't in the marching band. I was in the band. You had to take chorus or band, and I took band for five years. And the only thing I did was the triangle and the crash cymbals. <laughs> I couldn't read music. The triangle. Oh, oh! I, I was the best dinger in the in the room. <laughs> All right. And uh, so, funny story about the band. So the band teacher put me in the best band there was because he was like, "Listen, come to come to class. You can you know you can do your homework in here, study, but you know just." do the crash symbols and do the triangle, I guess. I was like, all right, cool. So I did that for five years. And my last recital, I would never tell my parents when the recitals were because, or the performances, whatever they're called, because I didn't want my dad to come and embarrass me. And uh, so sure enough, the last one, my senior year, we had to wear tux, everything. They give awards out at the end. So I got done dinging and stuff and crashing the symbols, And they gave me an award. It was, they said the most dedicated band member goes to Kyle Farmer. And I look up in the, in the seats and my dad is making the loudest noise. I mean, he's Southern guy. So I guess you can imagine how loud he could be. And he was cheering me on and I was so embarrassed that they actually came, but you know, they supported me. And, uh, but I did like the band. I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot, but it was the triangle and the crash symbols for me. Uh, we're going to see if maybe you can do a national anthem on the triangle no. this year. Now, you mentioned your dad, who's a former ball player, a professional ball player in his own right, embarrassing you. Your mom actually almost broke up the filming of the movie, right? The Blind Side. Yeah. A lot of people might know you had a, an appearance in The Blind Side. I think we have a picture here, which may be misleading. This is not you, right? That's not me, but I was in the you, background of that. So I couldn't. You were pinch hit for. In the close-up, yeah, they, up they subbed me in. Yeah, he's yeah. they subbed again. The guy wasn't a good quarterback. He didn't know what he was doing. So I was the action guy. I was taking all the hits. I was You're like the stunt the man. I was a stunt guy, and uh, 
so it was a one day thing for me. It was like, I didn't, I wasn't playing travel ball that day. And some of my buddies uh, were, were extras in and they said, well, Hey, we need a quarterback for the day that knows what he's doing. Come out here. I was like, yeah, sure. So I come out and this was going into my senior year, going into my freshman year at college where NCAA at the time you couldn't pay athletes. And so I'm in, I'm in this, like we were doing from 6am to 6pm sunrise to sunset. And it's a, it, my mom came out. Well, the scene we were doing the scene where Sandra Bullock comes out and like, this is your quarterback. You protect him. And she walks away and we all, the players look at, look at her and stuff. And that's the scene we were doing. And all of a sudden I look up and my mom is coming down the hill, screaming, stop the movie. And we're all like, look, Sandra Bullock's turning around looking and like the directors and producers of this, you know, one of the best movies of the year. She was like, you can't pay him. You can't pay him. I have coach Perno on the phone. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And so I kind of like hid behind the huddle and I was like, they're like, who is this? And I thought that's my mom. Producers came up and they were like, listen, we won't pay him. He's going to make like $200 anyways, but we won't pay him. And she was like, good. And so then she walked away and she stopped a production of a movie. It was, uh, I've got some pretty embarrassing moments with that one tops it right there. Life imitating the art right there. She was, uh, she, did you ever get to meet Sandra Bullock then since you got subbed out for the close up scene? Yeah. I, I, I talked to her for a little bit and she said that I was pretty big to be a quarterback and I am like, okay, you don't watch <laughs> too much football. <laughs> uh, she was nice. Um, but I, I have a lot of respect for people who are doing movies. I mean, there were so many cameras and different angles you have to do so many takes and, um, Love to do it again, but that was a long day. Oh, I, I can only imagine. And you get paid next time. Next time you're getting paid. You're getting some of those royalties, some of those they better blindside buy. royalties. I was waiting for my name on the credits. I didn't even put my name in the credits. <laughs> Kyle Farmer, I guess, if you've got questions, you can hit us on any of the twin social media platforms. Uh, you've been playing with Cincinnati. To me, one of the, the best and most unappreciated players of our time, of any time, is Joey Votto. I, I think mm -hmm. baseball – Needs more Joey Votto. I'd call For him sure. a national treasure, but he's Canadian, so he's an international treasure. Yeah. Justin Morneau loves to tell Joey Votto stories, and Joey is continually uh, stirring the pot somehow, some way. We found this picture of Joey, who decided to attend a press conference, somehow wearing <laughs> your high school football jersey. And then yeah, he compared I... you to Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> what 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 happened? I'm way better than Uncle Rico. But... Uh... <laughs> So I don't know how he got that jersey. I guess he reached out. And at the time, guys were wearing jerseys around the locker room, and I guess he wanted to wear mine. He actually got Sonny's jersey, too, from high school. Sonny <laughs> was an amazing quarterback as well. Um, but he surprised – we got in after the game, and he put it on and was walking around. And I was like, how the heck did you get that jersey? And he was like, oh, I know people. But, you know, of course he knows people. And it's Joey Votto. I mean, why wouldn't he? Um, but, I, you know, I was – and when I got traded from the Dodgers to the Reds in 19, I was really, really looking forward to meeting Joey and, and picking, his, picking his brain about hitting and stuff. And because, uh, you know, he's one of the best hitters of, of our generation, my generation. So, you know, I show up to camp and I'm nervous. So I'll get out to talk to him. I'm, just, I'm wearing number 52. I'm just kind of like this. I'm short and fat and walk up to Joey and I start, you know, watching him and I try and talk to him and he doesn't really give me the time of day. And so I was like, okay, I get it. I understand. But we, I've, I've gotten to know Joey for the past four years, and uh, he's an incredible person and a great teammate. And uh, one, of the, one of the best hitters I've ever seen. I have a bunch of stories about him hitting that are incredible that no one would ever believe. Did he hit a first pitch home run? And he, he had said if he, 
if he didn't hit a first pitch homer, he was going to give you his paycheck? Yeah. So we were, I think we were paying, we were playing the Pittsburgh Pirates. And he had gotten out. He was hitting fourth. I was hitting fifth. And he had gotten out the inning before, or two innings before on a fastball. And we're on deck, he's leading off, and he's like breaking, you know, he's putting his bat weight on, and he looks at me and says, hey, if I don't hit this first pitch fastball out, you can have my two-week paycheck. And I was like, okay, deal. <laughs> like $1.2 million. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, first pitch fastball, he hits it, and he looks at me and winks and drops his bat. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I mean, that's like some savant stuff. Like, I mean, how do you do that? And then we were in uh, – St. Louis, we were facing Wainwright, and he's faced Wainwright his whole career. You know, they they've known each other back you know, like the back of their hands. And he looked at me and he says, he's going to go first pitch fastball, then he's going to go curveball, and I'm going to pull it for a home run to right field. I said, okay. First pitch fastball takes strikes. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> no way he's going to do this again. Next pitch, big, big, big curve, big Uncle Charlie from Wainwright. And he tees off on it, and he just looks at me. I'm shaking my head. I'm like, "This guy's unbelievable, man! It's incredible." Uh, so he, um, Joey, is a student of the game every day. Uh, he works his tail off every day, and I've learned a lot from him just by showing up and being. You know, he. I didn't play every day when I got to the Reds, and when I started playing every day, Joey taught me how to handle myself and how to handle it because coming off the bench is completely different than playing every day. And he's played every day his whole career. So he's, he's always taught me and taught me that staying healthy is the number one thing you could ever do if you're playing every day. And sure enough, I mean, the more games you play, the better you get. And that's one of his biggest pieces of advice that I'll take with me forever is play every day, play through some knacks and bruises and uh, you'll be okay. He's an absolute treasure. We appreciate you sharing some insight there with Joey Votto. Kyle Farmer is our guest. We've got questions from some Twins fans for you, Kyle, when we return right here on your home for Twins baseball. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's our final segment of Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created, legends are made. It's January. It's snowing in Minneapolis. Later this month, Twins Fest returns. Kyle Farmer will be part of that, as he will be here for Twins Fest to meet some of these Twins fans in person. Uh, Kyle, I want to start our final segment here by, by going back and talking about your dad a little bit, mm -hmm. because he was a professional ball player and a very good one, and that also allowed you as a young person uh, kind of a, a glimpse into what being a big leaguer was all about. Yeah. So my dad uh, pitched at Ole Miss, uh, was an All-American at Ole Miss, and he got drafted by – he signed a free agent deal with the Braves out of college and uh, made it all the way to AAA, uh, played with uh, Jeff Blauser, David Justice, Mark Lemke, all those guys. was on the AAA um, – World, I mean, um, they won the World Triple A World Series or something like that. And he's got all this baseball cards still hanging in his room, uh, which is pretty cool. 
And, uh, but, you know, he's taught me to love the game, play hard every day, show up every day. Um, you know, it's a failing sport and you have to learn how to handle failure. And that's what he's taught me as well is how, how, how are you going to get up the next day from an over four? Are you going to come back and fight? Or are you going to pout about it or, and just kind of keep it on your shoulders? But, um, he would bring guys back to the, he was best friends with Jeff Blauser and Jeff Blauser would always come back to, uh, after a game, stop by our house and hang out with me for a little bit. And, um, we'd go out, hit wiffle balls in the front yard. And, uh, it really got me, uh, to start loving the game and appreciating the game and, and having fun with it. And, you know, I, I grew up doing it. My family has sacrificed a lot for me for baseball to get me to this situation that I'm in. And, um, it's been incredible. It's been an incredible experience, and my dad has been a huge part of it. Now, don't bring up the twins too much with some of those Atlanta guys from that group. They might have some some less than stellar memories of their time in the Metrodome. Well, you know what's funny is that uh, my pitching coach in high school was Charlie Liebrandt. Ooh. And I don't know if uh, the twins remember that? any. Uh, rem- so, <laughs> so when I was in high school and he would throw us batting practice and I'd hit one over the fence, and he, I'd be like – does that look familiar? <laughs> and he, then, he would throw, then he would throw me that change up and I'd swing twice before it got there. Uh, so I, I have some, uh, I hit a home run off the same guy that old Puckett hit a home run off of in that, in that uh, great, great game. And we'll see you tomorrow night. Charlie, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, uh, cool. We're getting all sorts of nuggets out of you here today. This is fantastic. Uh, let's go to some of the questions here. Uh, and we're going to start with this from Neil. Uh, he's excited about you at shortstop. And, and the big question there at the bottom how do you feel about the possibilities as he gets healthier of mentoring a young guy like Royce Lewis? Uh, I've, heard, I've heard nothing but great things about Royce. Um, excited to meet him, excited, excited to uh, play with him. And, um, you know, I, as I've gotten older, I think uh, you can, you know, take it as, as you want. But I think my one of my biggest things coming to the Twins is to be a, you know, a good guy in the clubhouse and a good guy to uh, help out other players and um I mean, he, he's an, from what I've heard, he's an incredible player. From what I've seen, he's an incredible player. So I'm, I've, I'll learn probably more from him than he'll learn from me, honestly, because he, I mean, he's probably uh, one of the best guys in, in that organization. And um, I'm excited to meet him. So I think um, I'll learn probably more from him than he'll learn from me. And I'm excited about that. Now we've got uh, another note here from Paul Farmer, who's excited there's finally a farmer playing for the Minnesota Twins. What are you looking forward to most playing here in Minnesota? Oh, I'm glad to see another farmer is in the conversation. Um, but um really excited about playing for Rocco. I'm really excited about playing in that stadium. Uh, we played there in 2020 with no fans. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to learn from all those great hitters on the team, honestly. I mean, I, I haven't seen – I've played against them and witnessed them hitting, and I it's – I mean – Playing against them was very difficult because they were just raking us, and they teed off on our pitchers, and it was uh, kind of fun to watch, kind of not. Um, but I'm excited about the town, the city. My wife is uh, looking for some houses right now in the city, and uh, we've seen some great areas that we're excited about as well. Well, I think people are excited to have you here as well. Let's get uh, a few more of these snuck in here from Cassie. Uh, what are you going to wear? What number and, and why? Uh, I picked number 12. So I wanted 17, but there was there's already a guy on the on the team that wanted 17. So I'm not going to ruffle any feathers when I uh, new guy coming in. So uh, I've been 17 my whole life, but uh, you know, uh, number doesn't really bother me as long as it's below 50. Like uh, <laughs> I mean, I was 65 for the Dodgers, 52 for the Reds. So I, you know, I'm excited about being a lower number. 
Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to see the new jerseys. It's a whole redesign. Do you have a, a favorite? Have you had a chance to look at them? I like the gray uh, pinstripe one. I think that was uh, that was my favorite to look at. Uh, right when I got, I think right when I got traded was right when they revealed the new jersey. Yeah. So I, I was excited to see those. I'm a big. Um, I like looking at jerseys. I like you know I like different jerseys and stuff like that. So I'm excited to uh, to put that one on in all the different colors and schemes they have, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we got a lot of different options. All right, we're going to wrap up with this one and, and and see if the guy with the triangle and the symbols can do anything. Luke Bryan performed in this stadium, and this window behind me, as he came out to do a little private show, he actually tapped on the window, gave us a little wave, tipped his hat to us. So he's practically a member of our Twins Radio family, and rumor has it you do a great Luke Bryan impression. Can you yeah, perform? Yeah, so I was – it's true. It's true. So I was – Brad Paisley was a huge Dodger fan. He is a huge Dodger fan. <clears throat> and when I got my, when I made my debut, I hit a walk-off double and I was, uh, my Twitter, I mean, I'm not a big social media guy, but my Twitter was blowing up. Cody Bellinger was like, dude, you got to look at your Instagram. It's blowing up. And so Brad Paisley tweeted out at me. And so when I did my first Luke Bryan impression, he brought me on stage at, in the Staples Center uh, <laughs> in front of a packed house. And I, and I sang in my Luke Bryan voice. And he was <laughs> said, "Hey y'all, it's Luke Bryan here. You're listening to ninety four nine The Bull." And uh, oh, this is a Kermit voice, you know. And so uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't I haven't done it in front of Luke Bryan yet. I know a lot of people who know him, and uh, I'm nervous about it. But he's got this video out here of him shooting a big buck, and he like freaks out, and he does this thing where he's like, "Hey Hunter, is he down? Hunter, oh my God, Hunter, Hunter." And he just freaks out. And so he just I, – I can do all the Luke Bryan impressions you want. Like, rain makes corn. Corn <laughs> makes whiskey. So, I, you know, it's, it's fun. It's a little thing that I do. And uh, Jim Day, who was, uh, one, became one of my great friends with the Reds, who does the uh, on-field TV, and he ran away with it. He, like, took it. Uh, he just ran with it. And so I had to do it all the time for him. And uh, he had a good time with it. But If yeah, you debut it. During a Paisley concert at Staples Center, you're probably comfortable pretty much anywhere because that's not exactly like easing into it. I had some liquid encouragement, but uh, <laughs> well, corn it was rain. <laughs> rain yeah, yeah. Corn. So uh, my wife was embarrassed at the time, but it was it was definitely worth it. Well, we've learned a lot today. We've learned about that. We learned about the the triangles and the symbols. Uh, <laughs> you know, you mentioned Sunny Gray. I, I, I forgot that video was out there. That's incredible. Y'all found that. I, I'll let you know. A video showed up last year of Sonny Gray as the lead in High School Musical when he was in high school back in Tennessee. So you never that. know. You never know what's going to show that. up. Yeah, don't doubt that for a second. So we've heard Luke Bryan here as a guest. We've had uh, all sorts of uh, great insight. You hit a home run off Charlie Liebrand. So I think we're off to a pretty good start here in <laughs> Twins territory. Uh, you enjoy a safe trip home. Uh, ha- have a great start to the new year with your beautiful family. And Kyle, we can't wait to see you up here at the end of the month at Twins Fest. Thank you. I'm excited about it. Thank you for having me. All right. That's Kyle Farmer. This is Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. We'll talk to you again next week right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.